Good day and welcome to another B2B exclusive. Our guest today is Matt Gill, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer at White Rock Minerals. White Rock Minerals trades on the Australian Stock Exchange under the ticker WRM and OTCQX, symbol WRMCF. Good morning, Matt. Thank you for joining us on B2B interviews. Hi, Todd. Uh, great to meet and have a chat. Matt, I thought you might begin with a brief introduction and overview of the company's projects and present operations. Okay, yeah, thanks, uh, Todd, for the opportunity to talk to you and your audience. Uh, so, as you rightly said, White Rock is listed on the ASX. I'm based uh, in the great gold mining town of Ballarat here in Victoria, Australia. Uh, we have two projects. Uh, we have a advanced gold and silver project in northern New South Wales, uh, and we also have a high-grade silver, zinc and gold project in central Alaska. So we are a little bit unusual for an ASX company. Uh, there aren't many in Alaska, uh, and that, I think, opens up maybe a lot of interest to your listeners as well. Indeed. Now... Matt, if you would expand a bit more on these core assets, give us a, a better sense for where you are today in terms of exploration, studies, drilling, resources, et cetera. Sure, sure. So Mount Carrington, White Rock has had for 10 years, so it's quite advanced uh, project. It's had previous mining. Uh, it's uh, got, for your listeners that might understand, it's got Jork resources. Um, so defined uh, in-ground resources for gold and for silver. It's also got a gold reserve. Um, it's got a feasibility study to give you an idea, mining just the first two of the eight deposits in that chalk resource gives an initial five-year mine life. Um, its financial metrics are, are really good payback, capital payback of just over a year, a rate of return of 82%. And it generates about $30 million Australian per annum uh, once up and going. So that's Mount Carrington, gold and silver, advanced, uh, northern New South Wales. Our other project, uh, Red Mountain in central Alaska, uh, is in fact got two uh, assets within the one um, project. Uh, Red Mountain, we have about 800 square kilometres under tenement. Uh, it's about uh, 100 kilometres due south of Fairbanks in central Alaska for those that might know. Uh, and so the, the two projects sitting within this Red Mountain uh, asset, we, we have a high-grade silver, uh, zinc, polymetallic, got a jork resource of 9 million tonnes uh, at over 600 grams per tonne silver equivalent. So that's over 19 ounces per tonne. Um, and it's got quite a bit of uh, silver and lead as well. And we also have a very large gold anomaly that's been the subject of our focus this year uh, and a capital raise earlier this year. So in, in essence, they're the, they're the two uh, projects with, with, I guess, three opportunities within each of those. Indeed. Well, this is certainly very intriguing. Now, give us a better sense, Matt, for the infrastructure in place within these regions as it relates to resource development, production, et cetera. Yeah, so the Mount Carrington asset in northern New South Wales is nicely placed. Um, for your listeners that have been to Australia or are aware of Australia, it's two hours inland from the coast. It's two hours inland from one of the best known tourist places in Australia called Byron Bay. 
Um, put another way, if people aren't aware of that, it's four hours drive south uh, and west of Brisbane, uh, which is the capital city of the state of Queensland. Uh, it's just off a major highway. It's had past mining. Uh, the gold pits are pre-stripped. There's a tailings dam there. There is state power grid onto site. So well advanced, great infrastructure. You know, we're not, we don't have to do a fly, fly and fly out. We don't have to build camps. So Mount Carrington is, is wonderfully placed from that point of view. The Red Mountain asset in central Alaska, um, it, is, it is true, Alaska is infrastructure poor. Uh, the, you know, there are less than a million people in the whole of that huge state. But fortunately for us, the Red Mountain asset is only half an hour by chopper or single engine Cessna due south of Fairbanks. Fairbanks is the largest, second largest capital, second largest city in, in Alaska. Uh, and Fairbank services mines uh, like uh, Fort Knox, that many of your listeners might have heard of, uh, the Pogo, high-grade Pogo gold mine, um, to give you two examples. So there is no road currently into the Red Mountain asset, but we're not far from that. We're, we're 100 kilometres from the main parks highway. So I, I think uh, to your question, it is important that whilst you might have a wonderful resource in the ground, if you can't bring it to production, and infrastructure is key, then, then there are challenges. So I think we've got projects um, that can easily jump those infrastructure uh, hurdles quite easily. Indeed, so well positioned in that regard. Now, Matt, how is the company positioned presently in terms of strategic or joint venture partners? And, and will White Rock look to M&A activities as a catalyst towards continued growth in the near to midterm? Yeah, that's a very good question, Todd. Um, strategy is a standing item uh, for the White Rock Board every time we meet. Um, and strategy is an evolving uh, matter. And it's one of being opportunistic as well as, you know, trying not to be too set in, your, in our ways. We are certainly open to joint ventures. We're not precious with our assets. We realise that we're a relatively small company, for, for your listener, our market capitalization is around $40 million Australian. So it's not big. It's not as small as some juniors, uh, resource companies. So we have, to, we have to be mindful of the size of our balance sheet and what we can do and afford to do. Give you an example, we did have a joint venture on our high grade zinc silver project at Red Mountain. Uh, that was a joint venture with a billion dollar listed ASX company. Uh, that went for a year and then uh, they had other uh, priorities and that was dissolved. So we still have it 100%. But we're open to joint ventures on either or both assets if it makes sense for the company, White Rock, and if it makes sense for you know, our shareholders. We're, we're very open. We, we have over uh, $12 million Australian in the bank. So we certainly have you know, a fair degree of firepower ourselves to do you know, a significant amount ourselves. Uh, but we're always open to, to what might be best for those assets. And we are always on the lookout for other opportunities. Absolutely. Uh, and there are plenty of opportunities. You know, we, we do play to our strengths, um, you know, East Coast Australia uh, and North America. Uh, that's our, you know, our backyard and, and our board skill set. So, yeah, we like to think we're small and nimble and always on the lookout. So what is it then, Matt, that is so unique about White Rock, what is it that now defines and differentiates this company from others in the industry? So as a small resources company, I would say that we have a wonderful exposure to precious metals. And I think that's the space that 
an investor in their portfolio should have. I think, you know, I, they should do their own research. I'm a mining engineer, you know, it's not financial advice, but um, having certainly gold in your portfolio. So White Rock has significant gold uh, endowment in both of its assets. Um, we have significant silver in both of our assets. And I think to round it out, we also have a significant base metal in zinc in our Alaskan asset. So we have a wonderful commodity diversification, gold, silver, and zinc. I think that's one point I'd like to make. I think the other key point I'd like to make to your listener is I'm not sure a lot of investors give an appropriate amount of consideration to jurisdiction, to sovereign risk. Um, you know, it's great to have a wonderful project, but if it's in the middle of who knows where, um, where, you know, governments and environmental management and community issues, you know, you can, can override a project and be out of your control. White Rock is in two great jurisdictions. Uh, Alaska is in the top five of the jurisdictions in the world. Uh, and New South Wales, whilst not as, uh, you know, well up the ladder as Alaska, you know, they both are English speaking, both follow the rule of law, both bring appropriate environmental community uh, standards and uh, you're unlikely to have sovereign risk issues as you would in maybe many other parts of the world. So I'd like to think they're the two key, key things that uh, make White Rock you know, interesting for, for an investor, our commodity diversification and our safe jurisdictions. All right, Matt, let's change gears now and talk a little bit about the expertise in place here. What more can you tell us about this present board and management team at White Rock Minerals? Very good question, because that is uh, a key component. Again, you know, you can have great assets and they could be in great parts of the world, but if you haven't got a great team, uh, you won't be able to do much with it. Uh, so just very briefly, we're a board of four, two of us are mining engineers um, with a broad range of operational development, study, M&A, um, so broad, broad exposures there. The other two gentlemen are corporate finance, business development. Uh, so we've got a good depth and breadth of uh, mining resources from, you know, exploration project development all the way through to production. So, you know, we have covered the full field. I think that's important. The other two gentlemen that I mentioned, um, Rowan is our exploration manager. He's worked in Australia, North America, South America, New Zealand. Normandy and Newmont. Uh, Newmont, how many people, your listeners would have heard. Um, so he and I are really the two executives on the team. But we're supported um, by a technical advisor, a gentleman called Dr. Quinton Hennig. Uh, Quinton is based in Denver. Um, he's extremely well known in North America. Uh, he's, a, he's an economic geologist uh, and he's worked for companies like Newmont and Newcrest as well. Uh, so Quinton is our technical advisor. Uh, and so Rowan and I, and he have our huddles, you know, over Zoom. I'm sure everyone's got used to Zoom, you know, every couple of weeks. So that, that's, our, that's our board breadth and depth, Todd. It's, it's experienced in the space and broad enough not to be too narrow focused uh, and all very much used to trying to extract value when you're a small junior. And as I mentioned earlier, being attuned to and being nimble and being proactive as we try and seize opportunities and grow the business. All right, very good. So Matt, briefly in closing, let's recap if you would leave us with just a few quick bullets here. Why should investors consider White Rock Minerals as a long-term investment opportunity? 
Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to finish it. So look, you know, to recap, I'd say there are six, six points. You know, the Red Mountain High Grade Silver Zinc Gold project um, on an 800 square kilometre strategic first mover uh, landholder package um, with many targets still to be drilled. So significant exploration success upside. It is underpinned by a high grade drill resource already. That would be my first point. Second point, the advanced Mount Carrington gold and silver project. Uh, you know, with funding and approvals, it would be within three years producing gold. So there's a nice pipeline of projects there. And we've got this uh, very large and exciting last chance gold target that's also in Alaska. And that's the result, that was our focus this year. So there are three uh, on ground news flow upside uh, opportunities there in those three great commodities I said, uh, gold, silver and zinc. Those generate near term news flow, which I think is important for the investor. Um, I would say as my second last point that I mentioned before, jurisdictional diversification, you know, low sovereign risk. And finally, the board and management team, you know, those people that are, go, that are entrusted to manage shareholders funds and are entrusted to use them wisely to extract value uh, into the uh, opportunities that we've got. So they're the six points, Todd, that uh, I would certainly encourage your listener uh, to consider. We do have a presentation on our website that actually covers these exact six points. And, you know, I'd be happy to encourage your listener to go to our website and have a look at that presentation in more detail if, if they were so interested. Well, thank you, Matt. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for joining us on B2B Interviews. Thanks very much for the opportunity, Todd. Our guest today has been Matt Gill, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer at White Rock Minerals. White Rock Minerals trades on the Australian Stock Exchange under the ticker WRM and OTCQX, symbol WRMCF.